Welcome back, Get Up listeners. The Braves are on a roll. They went this past week 2-0, and beating a big road win, beating Missouri State by 24, and sweeping the rivalry with the winning the war on 74 against the Illinois State Deadbirds. Yeah, the, the Missouri State was definitely the better of the two games, but any time that you can beat the Deadbirds, I mean, it's always a good win, despite... One of the lowest scoring games I've ever seen in my life. Going back to Missouri State, though, we got to talk about Duke Dean breaking the record. That's pretty cool. Nine threes in the game. Uh, 34 points. 35 points. 35 points. I think that was his points. Missouri mm-hmm. Valley player, player of the week. Yeah, he not only did he break a school record for three-pointers made, but he also broke the building three-point record for wherever most state plays that was the the building record as well so they got duke dean's name there up in the the leaderboards now duke's just always been one of those players and especially this season where he has the ability to just kind of take over especially when he gets hot from threes when we've seen it it seems like every other game he has those seven eight nine threes and he just really took over against missouri state and it was something that they've needed because they've kind of had these games in the past where Duke and Connor have been not really hitting as many shots as they have been. And that's, those have been the games where they've struggled. So to have Duke be able to drop that 35 was really big for them and kind of help them pick up some momentum before a, a very tough week coming up for them this week. They honestly played as a team all around great basketball. One of their biggest things that we've been talking about, but what world is Wardle's been talking about too. And Bradley, Bradley fans have been talking about is playing 40 minutes. First half, especially, they've kind of been struggling from the defensive end and the offensive end, too. So it was good to see them play 35 to 40 minutes and not just 20 minutes in the second half, too. Also, with this game, we got to see a kind of a new addition to kind of our rotation um, coming off the bench. A guy that I really liked as a person who hasn't really seen the floor in four years um, since he's started at Bradley is Connor Linky. Um, we've kind of been rotating through our bigs and going through Kyle Thomas, Janovic, and and now Connor Linky. Uh, what do you guys think about this uh, addition to Connor Linky and kind of the that backup for for Darius? I think it's been great, and whatever's going on with Kyle Thomas, Wardle, you know, hasn't said much, so we'll just leave it at that. I think with the minutes he's been given has been pretty efficient. He hasn't been uh, shooting a lot. And I think that's just kind of like his uh, perceived role on the team, which is fine. And he's was our rebounding leader against ISU uh, had some really good hustle plays in the game against Missouri state. And he, he brought a lot of energy off the bench, which is something that we've been saying that this team has been sorely missing, uh, especially coming off the bench. Yeah, and I mean, he's not out there. Um, I'm sure Wardle said, hey, you're not out there to shoot. and he, He's not. I mean, he's out there to get rebounds, and he's out there to guard the biggest guy in the court. 
smart player too. Like he knows the game of basketball like the back of his hand. So that's why I kind of like this addition. But he's he does his job. He rebounds. He hustles like Luke was saying. And that's what his job is. He's not out there to score. He's not out there to be flashy. He's not out there to do anything crazy like that. He's out there to do one job or two jobs, guard and rebound. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of one of the things that I know you guys mentioned, but we have been missing that off the bench. And, I mean, he's been getting last two games, 15 minutes against Missouri State and 17 minutes against ISU, which we'll touch on in a little bit. But, I mean, like you guys mentioned, he just he gives his all 100% of the time, and that's all you really can ask for. He knows his role. He's not going to be just taking dumb shots, which – is something you like. He'll be able to grab the board. I mean, he got an assist too, steal and a block. It's just he's been a really nice addition, and especially with uh, having Kyle Thomas out, who was another guy who really gave a lot of effort off the bench. You like to see Linky kind of fill that role and take advantage of the minutes that he's been getting in this extended period of playing time before Arch Madness and the two big games coming up. Of course, we're the Get Up podcast, so we have to mention Malavai. Okay. Malavai, Duke had his 35, Duke shot 13 for 17 from the field, 9 of 12. Connor Linky having his breakout game. What, Malavai, 17 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, and he scored 17 points without making a 3-pointer either. So Malavai Leones, as Jake would say, he's been real doggy as of recent. (laughs) You know, I just... I love the way he plays. We love the energy, guys. I think all three of us love the guys who just like exude energy, diving on the floor, and that's exactly what Mal brings. And he's scoring the ball at a great clip, and I love I love seeing him succeed. Yeah, I think that's one of his best aspects is just kind of being consistency. Even there's some being games consistency. Like, what being consistency? Is that what it does? Or does I say having consistency? <laughs> being consistent. It's being consistent. I'm sorry, Jake. I'm being no, good. And that's <laughs> and that's kind of one of the things you love about Mal is he's a really consistent player. You know you're gonna get points out of him, and even if he's not really scoring, you're gonna get the defense out of him. You're gonna get the hustle, and he's just a great player to have on that team. And especially when you kind of have like an off day from Connor just to get those 17 points from Mal. And as Peter mentioned, I mean, he wasn't really hitting the three over five, which you'd like a, a couple more of those to fall. But he's still producing 17 points, getting it done from the line two, three for five. And you got that steal in the block as well, because, you know, he's going to produce some lockdown defense as well. Yeah. And, and since we, you know, kind of went through that spurt of not playing great, uh, offense, defense for 40 minutes. After this win, it kind of it kind of put me in a better spot. I was real down, you know, it put me in a better spot. So going into a Saturday night game against Illinois State, a team that's been flaming hot. Uh, they beat Indiana State on the road. Uh, who else did they beat? They beat Evansville the day before in the week. Um, they beat UNI, I believe, too, at – no, that was in Bloomington, but – you know, this game kind of kind of made me think, hey, I, you know, this team, this Redbirds team is hot, but I think the Braves got it rolling, and I think we're going to kind of get this game within check and get two games in a row. 
what is that is that what happened? Is that what you guys kind of saw on Saturday? Saturday was a tough game, but uh, Illinois State, obviously they're always going to play well and they've been hot. So I wasn't I wasn't expecting obviously this close of a game, but I mean both teams just kind of went ice cold. They played well when it mattered and ultimately got the win and Illinois State just given how well they're playing, obviously going on the road to Bradley just down the street. They want to show up and they did, but just couldn't win. So Bradley Bradley ended up winning uh 48 to 45, but as you know by the score, not much offense, not much to cheer for in Carver that day. Um I was really looking forward to kind of seeing what the the hype was about Kissinger on ISU and not personally impressed by him. He's a freshman, I get that, but he shot 2 for 10, 10 points and 5 of those points were off free throws. It it would have been nice to see the clamped up guys like that who have been like shooting at a high percentage the the lid was on the bucket the entire game yeah neither teams could really get much going uh honestly both teams were playing pretty decent defense but it was overshadowed by uh how poorly both teams were uh shooting the ball just nothing was falling uh we got some pretty decent looks throughout the game and it just it seemed like they were just coming up short each time and it, it was frustrating um I did like from the bench uh, in the second half, especially Atlison and making uh, very clutch threes to kind of keep us within that lead we had. So it was it was really nice seeing uh, the the clutchness from the bench that game. Yeah, based on the score, you might think, hey, this is just a defensive show out, defensive clinic on both ends. But I mean, honestly, I thought I thought Bradley played a I thought Bradley played really good defense for forty minutes. I thought. It, they, they pressured the ball. They, they handled their guards really well. They handled it inside really well. Um, but like Luke said, like, it's just Bradley. So Bradley wasn't shooting, you know, at a good percentage, but all their shots seemed to be wide open. Like, it was that just like, I feel, I feel like that was, that's true. Like every shot seemed to be wide open, just weren't making the shots. Yeah. And that's kind of one thing we've mentioned before is that we can kind of live and die by the three and just overall we couldn't just knock down shots but and when you're getting those open looks you'd like to make them because you can understand it if they're all contested shots and everything but when you're getting those open shots you'd really like to knock them down I mean both teams I mean luckily ISU was even worse from three point than us they shot 13 percent three for 23 where we at least were 7 for 28, so that helped that in the end. But both teams shot under 30% for the game. So just seemed like no one could really get those shots to fall. And you hope that going into the Southern game, Bradley can kind of knock down those shots, but they were able to pull it off in the end against Illinois State, which is always good. Yeah, and it seems especially Hickman, just when he was getting open looks, just nothing was falling. And that's been kind of consistent across the the past couple games, he's been still a great facilitator in running that offense um, past two games, but that's just one one more player I would like to see a little more consistent. And, and speaking of the Southern game, as we mentioned before, I was looking through yesterday. I don't know if anybody else was kind of looking. We got two games left, home at SU and away at Drake. So we've got two games up until Arch Madness, which we are the third seed as of now, as of recording and we are one game ahead of SIU, two games ahead of Belmont and UNI. So I was looking to see 
where could we fall out of that that buy that four spot and the only way that i saw that we could fall out of the four spot is if we lose out so we lose both siu and drake and uni wins their final two games because then they have the tiebreaker on us because we split and they did because then after you split it goes to how did you do with the teams ahead of you and they they beat drake and we lost to drake and indiana state so um even if belmont wins out we have the tiebreaker over them so that would be the only way that we fall out of the top four yeah and you just you hope that you wouldn't have to rely on that you hope to kind of take the win, beat southern at home i believe it's senior night as well because it's an honor at isu so the senior night I'm pretty sure so senior night, you expect the players to come out hard. Last home game of the season, you hope the crowd at Carver gets rocking. Probably won't, but you'd like to just come out, beat Southern Illinois, and then should take care of things from there, and then they'll be locked up with one of those top four seeds. Yeah, and I think it's it's very unlikely that we we miss a top four seed. I think we are probably we probably have a three or four locked up yeah looking at the schedule siu uh, that's a very important game considering their game back from us so um just do the best you can against siu and then drake's gonna be a tough matchup but i think uh this team is headed in the right direction yeah i mean we're, we're definitely headed in the right direction like you were saying defense travels defense travels to des moines against drake it's gonna travel in St. Louis at the Enterprise Center. And like we said about the Illinois State game, they were getting open shots. Shooting never leaves. Even though if they go cold, shooting never leaves. It's always still there with the especially shooters like Hickman, like Dean, like Malavai, like Atlison, like Christian Davis, who was 0 for 6 from 3. But it, shooting never leaves. Shooting will never leave. And so that's why I like what you said, Luke. They're, we're in the right direction. You know that this team is very capable of hitting the three. So it obviously when you have even a bad shooting game, you know, they're going to pick it up with the defense though. So they can kind of stay in those games, even when they're not hitting their shots. But you know, this team's very capable of having those like 23s a game production. So you don't get as nervous when they do fail to hit those open shots because you know, they'll keep creating them and they'll be able to knock them down when it matters. So this past weekend, uh, Wake Forest stormed the court after beating Duke, which ended up in Kyle Filipowski um, getting injured, and he's questionable actually for Wednesday or Tuesday's game. Um, so I was just curious about you guys. What do we think about? Because I mean, Kyle Filipowski is huge to a top ten program, best player in the top, a top ten program in the nation. Something like this happens, like a court storm. What do you guys think like protocol should be? What should be kind of the cautions to court storming? When should you court storm? There's definitely a time and place. I think the Wake Forest court storming against Duke was uh, pretty stupid. I mean, they were favorites going into the game. They're at home. They're two and a half point favorites. Uh, despite Duke being ranked significantly higher, I think Duke is an eight seed or was an eight seed at the time. So even though they're a high seed, like, your favorites, you're predicted to win the game. Like it, it's just, it's just weird. And for like protocols against it, I mean, I don't think you're going to be able to stop it. College kids are going to be college kids. If you 
haven't beat a program in a really long time or it's a huge upset at home, there's probably going to be a court storm. It's just kind of the culture of college basketball at this point. But uh, make, making sure just players get off the court, I think, is like the biggest thing. Now, obviously, I know some people are just going to go early, but when you have the players with like the whole entire stadium just coming down to the court while players are still there, I think at that point you kind of have to just be concerned about their safety. And with the Filipowski thing, I think it's been taken out of context. I mean, if anything, it looks like he stuck his leg out to try and like initiate some contact. So I feel like he could have uh, gone away with it. You're making a face, but he did. I don't know I think about that. Why would he point. purposely do that? I don't know. He also said that he hurt the wrong thing. Like he changed the injury to it. A knee because he forgot what it was. What? I don't know. It just seems completely. The whole thing is kind of overblown. I mean, court storming, especially as a favorite, I think is dumb. But people would do it all the time. I mean, uh, who is it? I think there was one against Wisconsin where, uh, Wisconsin was underdogs and then they lost and then someone stormed the court. So, I think at this point it's overblown. Like there's too many court storms. You should save it for bigger games, but college kids are going to be college kids. I, I just remember, like, watching it, like, when I was younger and only, like, really seeing one to two court scorms a year. Like, you see it every week now, a couple times a week. It's not as special anymore. And I think especially for a team in the ACC, like Wake Forest, that should be a standard to be teams like Duke. I don't care what they're, what they're ranked where they are in the standings, that should be a standard for big schools like that. There should be no reason that Wake Forest is storming a court just because they beat number eight Duke. It's not like they're fairly Dickin or fairly Dickinson beating Purdue in the tournament last year. Like that should be a standard for these schools like this. It's kind of embarrassing when they 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 court storm for that for any given reason. It's just like what were you saying? Who who stormed the court in the Missouri Valley this, pe- this past weekend, Luke? Uh, Northern Iowa just yeah, Northern Iowa just court stormed against Drake, which was that's embarrassing. I mean, the Valley is pretty close this year in terms of top teams. Like everyone's kind of beating each other right now. So just to, and the, like thirty students court storm. It's just. It looks stupid, especially no one doing it. And I, I, one thing I liked from this season, it's something that the uh, it's something that the Kansas State coach said uh, before their game against Kansas in Can- at Kansas State. A message to the the students and to the fans: just act like you've been here before. Like we want to have a program that is known for beating these teams. We don't want to um, make it seem like this is some monumental moment for our program. We're going to beat Kansas because we're supposed to beat Kansas because that's our mentality. And that's something I think more schools need to need to adopt. All right, we're going to try a little something, a little new segment here for this big week coming up. It's going to be something that uh, the Braves must do this week and also something that we think uh, that we would like to see them do that they can do, but they don't absolutely have to do. I'll lead us off with our must-dos. We must defend and rebound for 40 minutes. We got to have that high intensity for on the defensive side of the ball to have success this next this upcoming week. Another must-do that we really have to do is kind of get some more production out of the Connor, especially like the last couple games. He's kind of hasn't been able to find his three-point shot. So something with these two big games coming up, you'd really like to get some uh, production out of Connor, especially going into. Arch Madness as well. 
another thing we must do uh we we gotta keep the free throw consistency uh going through this this next stretch of games uh we're gonna be playing two pretty physical teams drake especially uh they play us tough every game donald brody uh is a is a beast inside of the paint so just maintaining that consistent stretch that we've had with um shots from the the line all right and our can do something that we'd like to see Something maybe fun, something maybe cool, something maybe realistic. I think Connor can hit a clutch shot. I think he needs to start hitting some more clutch threes. Is kind of similar to what Jake's uh, must is, but I think he can hit a key three-pointer. My What I think can happen, I think Linky, Linky gets double digits. I think with his increased role, I think he gets, uh, he gets fouled a little bit. Might not get them all from the field, but I think he can he can get some double digits, provide some good scoring off the bench for us. And then I think uh, Darius can get a poster dunk this week. I think he's due. It's been a couple weeks since he's been on SportsCenter. Uh, I think uh, he's he's been hunting them a little bit, but they haven't been connecting. So I think he's going to finally land one. Hopefully on Drake, uh, that would be that would be nice. Or on Senior Night for the home crowd, that would get that would get them going. He he probably averages three to four poster attempts at least, <laughs> and he's finally gonna hit it. I I I'm feeling it this week. I want to see it. It's gonna Ooh. happen. Thank you for listening to our tenth episode of the Get Up Podcast. Big milestone. We've been here for ten on. weeks. Uh, it's been really fun putting these out, and thank you guys for listening. Get up. Yeah, thank you all for listening, for being loyal listeners to all 10 episodes, and we couldn't do it without you, and thank you for your support. And I said, said you, I said, are you strong? They said, I'm strong with you strong. And I said, we strong with We're back!